Hi there, welcome to Bailey's Bites, episode number one. This is Bailey. I am so excited to present you with the first episode of this podcast. This is actually a live recording from a training that I did earlier this week. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome. Um, my name is Bailey. I'm a certified health coach. I am passionate about helping people really get unstuck in their health goals and um, whether that looks like helping you have a better relationship with food, having you, help a, having you have a better relationship with your body, um, or really having you helping you to have a better relationship with health in general. Because if you're anything like me, I've been stressed for such a long time. Um, I really like, I mean, gosh, I feel like my obsession with body image and food started at like age 11 or something like super crazy young. And, you know, it consumes so much of your life when you feel like it's out of control. Um, so I'm really happy to really have created a space on Facebook for um, my friends, my family, and people who are looking for this sort of space to have a safe space for them to um, hear tips that are not just, you know, trying to sell you something or trying to get you to believe a certain rule or idea about health that's not necessarily helpful to you. Um, and in most cases, like not 100% true. So what I'm going to do today, we are talking about emotional eating. And I think, you know, as I'm talking to a lot of my uh, group members, I also have a group on here. It's free. Uh, we basically talk about basically everything that I've talked about so far. This is, that's the focus of the group. Um, and if you are not somebody who's interested in watching a probably will be around 15 minute video about emotional eating, DM me. I would love to pass you along the notes that I use to create this training um, or really my like whole presentation on the back end. It's not very long, but if you're more of a visual person and you'd like to look at it, that's totally fine and I'd be happy to share that with you. So let's go ahead and get started. I'm just gonna pull up my presentation on my end and I'll move Facebook over here. Awesome. Okay. All right, so really the focus of today, like I mentioned, it's for our emotional eaters out there. Um, the goal of you ending this training is to have a little bit more confidence and clarity on how to handle your emotional eating habits if you struggle with it. If you're not sure if you struggle with it, I, you'll have a much better idea by the end of this training if this is something that applies to you. Um, it might be something that you're doing unintentionally and you're not even aware that it's happening. Um, so you'll have a better idea at the end of this presentation. Um, so in a nutshell, um, emotional eating is eating for any reason besides hunger. So this could be stress, overwhelm, anxiety, um, frust frustration. Um, you got a really disturbing text from somebody or you're feeling confused or um, you're bored. You're feeling empty. You're feeling depressed. Uh, a lot of times it can be associated with negative emotions, um, but we also do this for positive reasons as well. Like we do this in our normal daily life. Um, we go... You want a baseball game, so we're taking you out to ice cream. Or, you know, we use food as a reward and not just something that we have to do when we're feeling negative or we're feeling stressed. Um, and a lot of us developed this emotional relationship with food from a really early age. 
Um, and though it's not inherently evil, having an emotional attachment to food, um, it can send us down a pretty slippery slope if you aren't conscious of what's going on. Um, so first up, like, what is, what's the issue here? So the, the issue comes when we're not eating to satisfy physical hunger. We our cues are being sent to us from an emotional place. So, um, we start to get confused about what true hunger is actually happening in our body. Um, physical hunger feels much different than emotional hunger, and we'll get to that a little bit later in this. Um, but the issue is when we start to get out of touch with our actual physical hunger cues, um, it can send us down, you know, paths that we don't necessarily want to be on that could cause us health issues. So unnecessary weight gain, um, diabetes, or eating way too much greasy, salty, heavy foods, more than your body can take, or eating to the point where you're no longer able to say, I'm full. You eat to a point where you're emotionally numb, right? We can see how these can be negative and could probably set us up for um, not feeling so great. Um, and this is what I call the emotional eater trap. So if you're someone who's like, oh, actually, you know, like when I am I'm stressed or am I not feeling well, I just don't eat. And that's what I do. And there's not really an issue with it because I'm not gaining weight um, or I'm not feeling guilty about what I'm doing. Um, there's, there's a double-edged sword, right? So the emotional eater trap starts with an emotion welling up. A lot of times these are negative emotions or neutral emotions. Um, so sadness, anger, stress, overwhelm, pain, boredom, anxiety. Uh, these emotions well up. And a lot of us, unless you have had some sort of you know, emotion training like therapy, you don't really know what to do with all those feelings. So you end up, you know, binging on food or you go to the fridge and you see what's the most tasty, flavorful thing that you got in there and you just start eating. Um, you likely won't be reaching for fruit. You likely won't be reaching for kale chips, green juice, you know, those like stereotypical really healthy foods or grilled chicken, right? You're, you're reaching for those things that are gonna fill you in a way other than just physical hunger. Um, we typically reach for things that are less healthy for us, but tend to have higher flavor value um, in our like personal lives. So, you know, emotion wells up, you indulge in the craving. And then number three is the emotional aftermath happens. Um, the pain or emotion that was there in the beginning, the sadness, stress, overwhelm, boredom, anxiety is likely still there. And now you have the guilt or frustration of, binging your way through that feeling on top of it. So it kind of compounds the issue that you're trying to fix with food. Um, and the food is the one compounding the issue. So again, the feelings are still there and now there's potentially another layer of shame or frustration on top of it. And there's a fine line, right? We, I like to, if something exciting happens, you know, me and my partner will go out to dinner together or we will make something that we really like eating together. Um, so you know, there's not, it's not necessarily a bad thing to have food, have some sort of emotional value for you. But when eating becomes your primary emotional coping mechanism, that's when, that's when you start to worry, right? When your first impulse is to open the refrigerator, whenever you're feeling stressed, upset, anytime you get bad news, you get stuck into an, an unhealthy cycle where the real emotion or real problem is not actually being addressed. It's being numbed and it's being pushed down. But that's still inside of you, that frustration, that pain. And if it's not, if it was something that you just needed to feel and let go and move on with your life, 
then you probably didn't need the food in the first place. Maybe you just needed a 15 minute walk. Maybe you just needed to slow down for a couple minutes, right? So I think we're all pretty aware that food is not the medicine of emotional pain um, and using it as it can put us in an unhealthy place. Um, so, you know, maybe you are like, Bailey, how the heck do I even know if I'm eating emotionally? Um, I have six points that help discern between physical hunger and emotional hunger. So first thing is emotional hunger comes on suddenly. Um, physical hunger tends to creep up like it's been one, two, three, four hours since you've eaten and now you are hungry. You are like, wow, I need food. I'm really hungry. I haven't eaten all day, right? You, you can understand the progression of that. But emotional hunger is like, you're watching TV, there's a commercial for DoorDash and they show you pizza and you're like, oh my God, I need pizza right now, right? Marketing companies thrive off of your emotional hunger cues. Um, they show you something delicious, they start getting that emotion flowing in your brain and now you think you're hungry but your physical hunger cues are actually not even there, right? So that's number one, emotional hunger comes on suddenly. Number two, emotional hunger craves specific comfort foods. Um, if you're physically hungry, you'll probably hear yourself saying something like, I don't care where we go, I just need food, or I can find something anywhere we go, I'm that hungry, right? That sounds like emotional hunger. You're open to whatever, you just wanna get some food in your system. Um, whereas emotional food is like, I want a fried chicken biscuit from Chick-fil-A right now, or you know, I really need cheesecake, I really need a big bowl of buttery popcorn, or something that means something to you on a nostalgia level or means something to you on an emotional level, but isn't necessarily showing you a physical hunger cue. So that's number two, emotional hunger craves specific hunger cues. Number three, emotional hunger often leads to mindless eating. We've all been there. I'm not, I'm not immune. <laughs> We've literally been there, all of us. Um, you grab a, a bag of chips, you go sit down in front of the TV, and the episode ends, the bag of chip ends. You're like, what the heck? Where did that whole family-sized bag of salt and vinegar kettle chips just go? It's gone. Um, that sounds like an emotional eating habit. Even if it's a boredom one, you're not even realizing. You're checked out. You're eating because it tastes good rather than you're actually filling your body with food that's nutritious. Um, when you're eating in response to physical hunger, you typically are like, all right, you know, that's good for now. You have a better relationship with your body's hunger and full cues when you are relying on physical hunger cues instead of emotional. All right, that's number three. So number four, emotional hunger isn't satisfied, is not satisfied once you're full. So emotional hunger typically will lead you down a pathway where you are eating until you're stuffed. You're eating until you're uncomfortable. I don't normally eat <laughs> like... I'm trying to think of just healthy foods that I would have, like kale chips or something that I love. I could eat all the time. I know it's like, wow, Bailey, super cool snack, kale chips. We know how to make them that are really good. I typically don't eat so many of them that I feel sick, but you know, it's much easier to do that on something that is less nutritious, like chips, cookies, um, these foods that are designed for you eating a lot of them and the chemical reaction that's happening inside of your body is making you hungry for more. Um, so that's number four. Emotional hunger is not satisfied when you're full. Okay, emotional hunger isn't located in the stomach. That's number five. Um, this is like uh, physical hunger in the stomach would feel like an empty stomach. 
Maybe your stomach's growling. Maybe you feel like a sensation in there that's like, I'm empty. Emotional hunger looks more like, oh, I'm craving something, you know, nice and crunchy, like a piece of fried chicken. Or I'm craving something that, you know, maybe you smell something and immediately you're craving that thing. Emotional. Emotional hunger also often leads to regret, guilt, or shame. So like I mentioned before, emotional hunger typically doesn't drive us towards healthy eating patterns. It might, it might. Like something that I don't think is bad whatsoever is fruit. I love eating a whole bunch of watermelon. Um, you know, but emotional eating typically has us reaching for things that we wouldn't in our right mind want to eat too much of, right? And again, I don't think there's a bad or good foods list. Um, but there are definitely foods that are better for us, more nutritious. Um, emotional eating aims the other way. It aims for less nutritious. It aims for flavor, texture, smell. Um, if you feel any of those feelings like regret, guilt, or shame after eating, it's likely because you ate out of emotional hunger instead of physical hunger. Um, if you didn't eat for nutrition reasons and you know it, it can sometimes cause internal embarrassment. Um, and if you're somebody who struggles with food guilt in general, this rule is not really going to apply to you because I there's been a point in my life where I would have had like, gosh, one piece of pizza and felt guilty or regret or shame. That doesn't mean I'm emotionally eating, right? Um, but if my food patterns are leading me down a path that makes me feel regret, food or shame, regret, guilt or shame, that's a red flag for myself that I need to take a look into. All right, so the next step in this process is really to identify your struggles. Um, I've talked about this with actually two of my clients this week brought up emotional eating. Um, the first one is, these are just five examples. You know, the list could go on and on, especially for you, what this looks like in your life. Um, but to get in touch with what's keeping you on this like emotional autopilot when it comes to food is to start to see like, what is that feeling that causes me to reach for foods that aren't gonna make me feel good? Uh, number one, stress. Oh, everyone's favorite. Um, stress increases cortisol, which triggers cravings for salty, sweet, and fried food. Delicious. But again, foods that we wouldn't want to eat too much of because they might make us feel sick. Number two, stuffing or numbing. Um, this comes from the idea that if you can cause discomfort physically, it can distract from internal discomfort. We know people who have hurt themselves physically to distract from emotional discomfort or distract from emotional pain, right? That's, that's something that we see and we know is wrong. See people like abuse themselves. We're fully aware that that's not healthy. We're fully aware that that person probably needs help, but we do this with food and it's less, it's like way more socially acceptable, right? Eating to a point where you're feeling discomfort, you're hurting yourself, right? We don't want to do that. We don't want that to be how we handle emotional pain. Um, number three is boredom or feeling empty. I, one of my clients struggles with this a lot. They're just like, yeah, I just do it when I'm bored. Um, a lot of times we confuse our emotional feelings of emptiness with a physical one. We try to fill the space, as to say, um, with food or with something that feels good or tastes good. It takes our mind off of our feelings of loneliness, our feelings of boredom, our feelings of emptiness. Um, number four on the top triggers list would be emotional um, habits that we created in childhood, so childhood habits, um, memories of an easier, happier time. It might lead us reaching for food as if it's a time machine. Um, 
you know, one thing that I used to eat a lot when I was little was um, like corn, corn beef, dried beef with cream cheese on the inside, just make a little roll. Um, and that is something that can very quickly take me to a place where I'm like, oh, I remember my mom feeding me this and making me a plate of these. And um, it's a beautiful feeling, you know, but if we use that, that nostalgia fuels us to make eating habits that are causing us pain or keeping us stuck in an unhealthy pattern, we got to take a second look at that, right? Uh, number five is social influences. This is a really tough one too. Another one of my clients works or struggles with this a lot. Social creatures copy social creatures, right? You may eat solely because everyone else is doing it. Um, this is a great moment to kind of stop and think, what does my body need? Do I need to be copying other people? Do I need to do this to still feel like I'm a part of this group? And ask yourself these questions, right? If any of these are relating to you, um, you know, again, it's a lot of this is just, you know, some of it's biological. Like I said, with stress, it's cortisol. Cortisol is telling your body to do it. Some of it is emotional. Some of it is mental. Um, so just be aware that these are some of the triggers that could be coming up for you. Um, but there are alternatives, right? We don't just have to um, be a, you know, leaf down the river of emotional eating. We have control here. Um, number one, if you're feeling de depressed or lonely, um, food is not the answer. You can have food. You can always have food. But if you're looking to food to alleviate that pain, not a, not a good choice. Um, you could call someone. Call someone who makes you laugh. Play with your pet. I'm all about pets. If you can have them, you don't have allergies against them, get you one. I have a cat. She's the best thing in the world. Um, or go look at a favorite photo or something that's going to make you feel seen, um, make you try and lift your mood a little bit, right? Without relying on food, without relying on something that might end up making you feel worse. Number two, if you're feeling anxious. I get that. I get anxiety like way all the time. I'm like, got to check myself. Always got to check myself. Use this energy wisely. Use this energy better. Um, so some things that work for me and some of the recommendations I have here, expend your nervous energy by doing something fun. Go dance, go squeeze a stress ball, stretch, um, take a walk, shake your body, whatever you need to do, take a, take a shower, you know, allow that energy to get out of you without you feeling like you need to stuff it down. Uh, number three, if you're feeling exhausted, listen to your body, listen to it, listen to it, listen to it. It needs rest, right? It doesn't need uh, three slices of cheesecake. It doesn't need a whole loaf of pumpkin bread, right? If you're tired, you need things like a bath. You need things like a hot cup of tea to lay in your bed, to go to sleep early tonight, to take a nap. And if you can't, you know, if you can't take a nap, if you don't have time to go make yourself a hot cup of tea, you're like I only have time to throw this croissant down my throat and not think about it. Like, wait, hold on, right? That's not your only option. That's not your only option. And it's not going to remove the, the pain or the frustration of the exhaustion from the situation, right? Number four, if you're feeling bored, again, food is fun. Food is an option. You're never not allowed to eat. But if you're bored, you're probably not hungry, right? Unless you genuinely are, then go have something to eat. If you're not hungry, but you're feeling bored, do something better. Go read a book, watch a comedy show, explore the outdoors, go on your balcony, go on your back porch, go in your front yard and just look into the sky. 
There's so many things that we can be doing. I think a key here to remember is like emotional eating. It's a decision that we have. It's a decision that we can make, but it's not our only choice. And I think so many of us have done it for so long and, and I'm speaking from experience. I've done it for so long that it has become something that you just do on autopilot. You don't even realize that you're doing it. But now that you've noticed and you can like see the triggers and you can ask yourself like, hmm, actually I do think when I'm stressed, I do tend to reach for fried foods or sweet foods or salty foods um, when I'm not actually hungry, right? Food is not a hobby. Food is a beautiful thing to enjoy and indulge in and feel pleasure from it, feel excitement about. But when we turn it into a hobby, you know, we start walking ourselves down a path that, you know, if you're doing it too much or in a, in a way that's not really serving your body, you could set yourself up for disease. You could set yourself up for really low energy levels or pain or discomfort, right? You know, I'm just, just wanting to show you there are some alternatives. Food is not your only option for coping with this sort of stuff. All right. One, one thing that I love to do that really, really helped me kind of break that habit of eating on autopilot, eating to a point where I'm emotionally full rather than physically full is practicing mindful eating. If you've never heard of this before, a quick Google search will do you good, um, but I'll explain it right here. So eating when you're doing other things like watching TV, driving, scrolling on TikTok, it can keep you from mentally processing what you're doing, right? You're multitasking, your brain's in two places at once. It doesn't realize that it's eating. When your brain is focusing on its eating, it's like, oh, I'm taking a bite, I'm chewing the bite, I'm enjoying the bite. Wow, this tastes good. It slows you down and it communicates to your brain, I'm eating food. I like this food. This is good. You know, it's, food is an experience in itself, you know, but when we allow our brain that space to recognize what we're eating, it also helps our stomach and our brain have this connection where I'm eating. This is going to start, you know, cueing my physical, not hungry cues, telling me I'm starting to feel satisfied. I'm starting to feel full. Um, when your mind is elsewhere, you, you might not feel satisfied so quickly and you might continue eating even when you're no longer hungry just because you're like, your brain's over here while you're scrolling and it's not realizing how many more bites you're taking. Especially if you're eating right out of something like an ice cream container, right? Um, eating more mindfully can help focus your mind on your food and really actually help you enjoy what you're eating more. Um, I feel like I, I started doing this when I was probably like 14 years old um, and I read it in like a 17 magazine for if you eat too fast or something. And if you just slow yourself down, take extra, like chew extra, think about the flavor, think about the texture. Um, if you're eating a piece of pizza, taste the crust, taste the sauce, taste the cheese, taste the toppings. Um, you're gonna enjoy that pizza better and you're gonna feel more satisfied earlier on. And right, the goal here is not to eat less. Like I'm not trying to say eat less, but I'm saying eat more mindfully. Eat in a way that serves your body and offers you more nutrition um, rather than just being something that you do as a hobby or a habit. Um, so I'm curious if you did watch this video, whether live or after the fact, um, I'm curious what your action step will be, right? Did any of this, you know, resonate with you? Did you feel like, yeah, actually I do eat when I'm stressed or I do eat when I'm bored? And, you know, maybe after this presentation, you feel like you have more options right? Um, so reflect. If you have anything that you'd like to share, share it in the comments. Um, if you're somebody who like this really is a topic that you're interested in or you're struggling with, either one, 
Um, I have a whole presentation on my computer. It's really cute. I made it on Canva. Um, but if you'd like to have access to that because you're a visual learner and you'd like to click through it on your own, uh, drop a comment, say like, I'd like the PDF or send it to me and I will shoot you a DM and let you know how I can give you access to that. Um, but otherwise, thank you so much for watching the live. Um, again, my name is Bailey Kaiser. I'm a certified health coach. I run a free wellness support group here on Facebook. We talk about basically getting healthy, asking each other the hard questions, the honest questions. Uh, I won't be trying to sell you anything or convince you of anything. I am a health coach. I do offer one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, and you can comment here and say, like, interested in coaching or DM me and I'll DM you. We can have a conversation about that if that's something that you're looking at. Um, but otherwise, the group is free and uh, would love for you to join. Um, otherwise, have an amazing rest of your Wednesday. This is Wellness Wednesday number three, talking about emotional eating. If you would like to learn more about the science of sugar or sleep, I have a couple past lives about that. You can also DM me and I'll send you those links. Um, yeah, that's it. I look forward to talking to everybody next Wednesday. Um, all right, have an amazing, amazing night. I'll talk to everyone soon. I hope you found today's episode insightful and impactful. If you are leaving the episode with a couple questions about yourself, like maybe this is impacting me in a way that I need a little bit of help getting out of, I encourage you to reach out to me so we can set up a call and start strategizing your next steps in wellness. The best way to get in touch with me is via email. You can email me at bailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y, the letter E, kaiser k-a-i-s-e-r at gmail.com and no you don't have to have it all figured out before you reach out you're reaching out so that we can talk about it have an amazing rest of your week and i will see you on episode two